Mas... Mas... Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest, Jason Ram. Or, as he likes to be referred to as Ramrod. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't uh, prefer to be called Ramrod. Jason is a local guitarist here in Toledo, Ohio. He is one of the founding members of the Funk Factory, who is doing a bunch of shows uh, this summer. And uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can find out where they're playing. They're doing some festivals. They're uh, opening up for some major acts. Jason also works for, I think it's Innovation Booking or something like that. It's uh, he, he books for a couple of the clubs around here, the Ottawa Tavern and uh, Frankie's and and um, some other ones. We talk about it. It's, it's all in there. So you can just go and listen and uh, enjoy that. Um, I would like for all of you to go onto your iTunes and subscribe. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, however you want to. Leave a comment. Um, a review is nice. You can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. You can also uh, check out the Barren Wasteland that is the internet. Wow brain fart <laughs> it is the website we speak englishgood.net wow i woke up really early this morning and went to the gym and i tried something different and um i got my ass kicked i actually went swimming and i don't know why i thought swimming wasn't like much of an exercise it fucked my day up i was getting lapped by the geriatrics it, <laughs> I'm used to doing the elliptical because it's easy on my knees. And um, I thought today I'm going to try something new. Uh, I'm, I'm not really trying to uh, swim as an exercise before. It's only been recreational. So I get in the pool. And first of all, my form is, is trash. Like I'm just flopping around like a fucking... Not even a beach whale, because at least a beach whale can swim with grace. I don't know what I was. I must have looked like a drowning victim who was, like, getting by. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the lifeguard was sort of, like, eyeballing me. And, uh, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. It's it's not a easy thing to just, you know, go out and try something new. Especially when you got, like, kind of a weird, like, body issue thing. Because I'm, I'm a fat kid. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not proud of my fat stomach. So going out there with my shirt off, I've been kind of tanning, you know, trying to get my base tan on and going over there. And I don't know. It was just, it was awkward. But once I got into it, uh, you know, um, it's weird going to the gym, especially when you, um, uh, when you first start especially for people who are like weird about their body and it's uh, it's uncomfortable but once you get into it once you start going it, it becomes natural so it was kind of like the first time going to the gym for me I mean but a little less 
because I go to the gym like almost daily. So I, I went into this pool situation, not really knowing how it was going to turn out. And by the end, I was kind of getting my form back. I was kicking my legs like a little merman and uh, splashing around. And it was fun. I mean, I had to take a lot of breaks. I would do a lap and then have to stop or catch my breath. It really, really fucked me up. <laughs> I only did about 15 minutes until until I was like, I'm done, son. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's... It, yeah. You just don't know how bad a shape you were in until you see like the big fat geriatric guy fucking just lapping your ass like <laughs> but come see me on that elliptical son i will fuck you up old fat man <laughs> i got the elliptical down <laughs> i'm on like level 20 incline five bitch um yeah i'm picking a fight with uh the fat old man who was swimming better than I was. <laughs> Anyways, that was my morning. And um, I don't know. I woke up at like five in the morning. Also did something <coughs> I wanted to pass on here before we get to Ramrod. Um, I did yesterday. I, I don't know what it was, but I was in some kind of mood. It was some kind of weird mood. and um, And I just felt like I had to like, press my energy and and transfer my energy like bad energy on the, the people i love and they're the most vulnerable and i didn't feel like i needed to pass it on but like i was just so f- pent up with some kind of shit energy i i, I haven't been feeling too great about myself lately so it, it was um you know it was all my own shit you know it wasn't anything anybody was really doing to me it was more like me doing to myself and um it was kind of like a really aha moment for me because i i was full of tension and i just wanted to release it but i i i was self-aware enough and and mindful enough that i knew that if i I transferred that energy onto my family or i don't know my dog or anything anybody anybody i mean because sometimes i'll transfer this shit energy to like the waiter or like (coughs) the attendant at the gas station or whatever, and, and it's terrible, it's like, it has nothing to do with them, it's all my own shit, so I, um, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do, maybe I should go scream into a pillow, or yell at a rock, I don't, I don't know, I just need to get this shit out of me, so I locked myself into the studio, where I'm currently at right now, and I, I meditated, <laughs> Sorry, I breathed in a piece of this <coughs> of this fucking mic <coughs> cover, the pop filter, and I inhaled a piece of it. So now I'm <coughs> choking on it. For fuck's sake, if it isn't my own spit I'm choking on, it's the pop filter on my fucking mic. Jesus Christ. Okay, I think we got it handled. I think it's still lodged somewhere in my lungs, but whatever. Anyways, um, I was going somewhere with this. I I locked myself in the studio where I'm sitting now, and <clears throat> I was I I just started breathing, and I, I know this sounds corny, but I I was breathing deep breaths, 
exhaling deep breaths and I was inhaling as I was inhaling I was like breathe in the positivity bring and as I was exhaling I was in my mind saying breathe out the negativity and I did this for probably like 10 minutes and I could have did it longer but it changed my entire attitude like it it just and like I've talked about this before meditating and breathing and stuff like that but but like I've never had it like I've never had it be so effective in a moment like this because I was definitely at a crossroads where I could have transferred this terrible energy onto my family and my poor wife who could have just it, it would have turned into a terrible argument or or whatever you know it, it could have gone really bad but instead I just breathe that shit out and this positive affirmation shit I know that shit sounds cheesy but Jesus that really helped me and and then so yesterday we had a gig out at the in Waterville uh out at this food truck thing that my friend Asa our friend who's been on the show um puts on and and um I was getting anxious before that too I just I just got all this anxiety going on and I don't know what it was and and I started breathing and doing it and and the show went really well. I mean, there were some mistakes and stuff like that, but whatever, you're going to have that. But I felt way more comfortable. We did this gig on Sunday just me and Raina acoustic thing at this at the Old West End festival and I felt really tense. I didn't feel comfortable and it's like, man, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. I've been performing and you'd think you would get used to it, but it really is a weird situation for me where like if I don't perform all the time, like I get uncomfortable on stage and so um, but the show went well. I mean, this whole breathing and positive affirmation, and, and I, I don't know. Maybe this will help you. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, but you should try it. So this morning when I woke up at 5 in the morning, for whatever reason, I spent 20 minutes breathing in positivity and breathing out negativity. And that's what I did for 20 minutes in bed before I even looked at my phone. Before, Well, I did look at the, my phone to see what time it was. But... Before, you know, you jump into social media and start with all that bullshit, I just started with the breathing. I don't know how it's going to affect me today, but I mean, I feel good. I'm happy. I'm like um, very relaxed and like I went to the pool, <laughs> I swam and and I did my steam room meditations and lots of meditations for me because I am very high strung and um, that's just the worst is holding tension is just terrible and it's terrible for you and i've just been exhausted from it for a month now and it's gonna help this whole thing uh this breathing thing i think is gonna help me um breathing positive affirmation meditation and today i think i am gonna get high on marijuana because I am going to get off my little probation thing that I was talking about last week. Today I go pee in a cup in front of another grown man. And um, I know I'm clean. I have taken like 10 piss tests. So I know I'm clean. I haven't smoked weed in like over a month and a half. So I'm good to go. Pretty confident. Going to walk in there, pee in a cup in front of a grown man. Because 
that's, I guess, the law. I have to do that. So stupid, but whatever. In any case, I just wanted to share that with everybody. I hope that helps somebody. And if it doesn't, then, well, you listen to this for nothing, I guess. But maybe it was for something. Maybe you can go tell this to a friend or a family member that holds tension. And maybe that'll help them. And I'll try not to inhale pop filters while I talk in the future. I, I, I had to go back and edit this because there was like a couple minutes where I'm just coughing into the mic. And I thought I would just leave it. But why would you leave that? Why would anybody want to hear you coughing? And so there is some coughing. I do apologize. But uh, it's all part of the show, you know. Anyways... Let's get into it. Um, let's welcome on our guest, Jason Ram of the Funk Factory. And uh, this was at his place out in Sylvania. And um, it was in a nice little sunroom out in uh, at his house. It was very nice that he welcomed me into his home. And, uh, and I also played with Jason in a reggae project we were doing. And uh, we might still do that in the future. We're not, you know, it's, everything's weird. Um, and, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start working with this band named Greenacre Sessions, who I'm going to try to get on the podcast if I can nail those assholes down for five minutes to talk to them. So, lots of cool stuff coming up this summer. And um, I'm going to take y'all with me so weird that's so stupid i'm sorry <laughs> let's get the jason ram so save the shit talk <laughs> no but um uh, we're just i'm, I'm saying with jason ram uh, what, what's the name of your production company I work for Innovation Concerts now. But I thought you had like a Ram Productions or something. I used to, for a couple shows, I had Got a Minute Productions. Oh, okay. When did but, I see Ram Productions? I'm just making shit up. I don't know. I've got <laughs> Ram everything. I kind of do Ram Master of All Trades. So. Oh, you're a Master of All Trades. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do it all. Uh, I'm going to get some more volume on this piece of shit here. Just a little <laughs> bit. Anyways... So, your uh, your band is called the Funk Factory. Yep. yep. Which which is funny because when I saw you, you weren't like super funky. You're not like a straight up funk band. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not straight up funk. Like right. I wouldn't make our genre funk. Right. I just feel like we put a little bit of funk into everything we do. Right. It's more so. It's more of like the Grooving, vibe. Moving. You yeah. know what I mean? Than right. the actual genre. Um, I mean, we don't like to be stuck to any one genre you know Mm -hmm. kind of touch on a lot of things really been sitting in this cool groovy like bluesy thing lately oh okay oh so it's just it's changing it's it's ever evolving yeah oh that's cool well we've been focusing a lot on originals lately okay you know what i mean so like our covers are all over the place right you know like i've covered black sabbath and then the grateful dead in the same show (laughs) yeah you know i like i like that but as far as originals go it's been really flowing we've been putting out a lot uh like we just played a three set show on saturday at sodbuster in sylvania and i mean we debuted like 10 new songs oh shit and probably half of those were originals oh wow and i mean every set only had maybe one or two covers in it 
Sweet. You so know, you're service. building. You're building oh, yeah. a catalog. Yep, yep. So so before we start rolling, you're just telling me that it was kind of been like a revolving door, and yeah. a couple times you called it quits and yeah. shit. So yep. like, where did or you at guys least thought about that? Yeah. Where did you guys start? Like, where where did you, I mean? Because it seems like you've been sort of the center of the band. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that I mean, a correct assumption. I mean, I've just kind of kept my thing rolling and just kind of whoever's been on board and jumped off. You know, it's been a wild ride, but. <laughs> Uh, started off as a trio. Uh, it was more so I had like just started playing with another band, played for a few months and realized I wanted to kind of do something different musically. Mm. So I started my own thing. Um, I had a good friend who was a good bass player. So him and I had been playing for a few years just trying to find a drummer and we finally found one. Yeah. So started doing that and we called ourselves the Groove Protocol. Okay. So that so was... That was the the first you know version I guess of the Funk Factory, right? On. Um, and that just kind of gradually evolved. You know, we added on a saxophone and flute, uh, flautist uh, mm. Curry, which I mean he plays with everyone around here. He's incredible. He was with he he's still playing with you, right? He will sit in occasionally. Okay, um, was he? I've only seen you guys once. Yeah. And I can't remember if you had a... I don't believe so. Yes, at, the he a, yeah, he's been pretty busy with his band, uh, Cactus Jack, now. Oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I've heard they're, they're awesome. Yeah. They're awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they... Very, what what very are they? Good, very groovy. They're um, pretty similar to us. Oh. You know, kind of groovy. So they ripped you up. Groovy, jam rock. I don't know. <laughs> no, they, they do their own thing with it, but... Uh, it's cool. We got a lot of really good, you know, semi-similar bands in the area, and we're all really good friends, and That's we awesome. all jam together. You know, we all like to sit in with each other and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's always a cool element that I really dig about our local scene. And then, so I mean, so. you guys would be under the umbrella of, of jam band. Pretty much, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean but that's, that's I mean, that's a broad umbrella. Yeah, yeah, that's very broad, broad. Which, yeah, I mean, that's that's our our scene, our crowd. You know what I mean? Everyone's mm-hmm. really laid back and awesome. Yeah, um, and so okay, so let's go back to the Funk Factory, and then we gotta talk about the jam scene because <laughs> right, right. I haven't been. I mean, I haven't been in Toledo in fifteen years, whatever it yeah, is. And yeah. um, when I left, hookah was still going pretty strong. Not they were kind of fading because like what was it, like two probably like two thousand. Was maybe their peak, I would say, maybe two thousand yeah, early two like thousands. Yeah, yeah. And then but around, I mean, that's the thing is they were kind of like us, constantly evolving. Right. And I mean, that might have been when they drew the best crowds, but I mean, they've had peaks right. all throughout their career. And honestly, right now, mm. they just added a new bass player. Oh. Okay. And they, he's added this just fire under their ass. It seems like, and they sound incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. they're coming back. Yeah, they're huh? really coming back. I love um, that. They I just had Hookahville. Was that? You know, that was this past weekend. Really? Which everything I've heard from it was incredible. So really, and was that with the with the the second night with Ed sitting? No, in? that is going to be the fall. The hookahville. fall one. Yep, they announced it at this hookahville. Oh, that was okay, why okay. it was blowing up. So, so that's going to be incredible. Well, that's what I was like. Yeah. My buddy, yeah. um, my buddy, who one of the guys I moved out to California with, mm-hmm. he saw that post. He saw a flyer for that, and it was right. like. He's like, I'm gonna have to fly home. A lot seat. of people are saying that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fly in. I, and I was like, I might have to go because I'm worried about getting tickets now. Like, <laughs> it's not at the biggest place, you know. And I love the place it's at, uh, Zane Shawnee Caverns down in Bell Fountain. I've never even been there. It's 
a great venue. Um, I went to a couple of my first festivals were there. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of the early workouts were there, which were a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, what with the cavern? So like, is it like caves? Like what? Yeah, the there's heck? actual like, it's a like Native American run cavern tour history type place. Oh, shit. Is it you in southern Ohio? It's uh, about an hour and a half south of here. Oh, like okay. in between here and Columbus, sort of. Oh, okay. Uh, so kind of out in the boonies. Right on. Uh, it's a cool, really cool place. Really cool place. I've seen some amazing stuff there. And oh. the caverns are fun, especially at five in the morning with a head full of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> And whatever else exactly. makes its way into exactly. the, into exactly. the mix. Um, <laughs> so, what, so, like, it, do they open up the caverns and let people just sort of explore all night? Or no, 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 no. That yeah. was... Uh, you know, do you yeah. remember? Do you remember Nelson Lunges when they let people just run around the whole fucking quarry? I've actually only been to the ledges once. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they shut the quarry down at night. Yeah. Like, where yeah. they shut it, like you can't walk around. Yeah. Yeah. No, at the caverns, it was. Uh, you know, I knew someone who knew the back way to get it. Oh, okay. So it was like, it wasn't like we just walked in the front door and like walked yeah. down. Like we had to go in the back way right. and turn, have flashlights and stuff, you know. But right. during the day it was open. You could, you know, schedule a tour and whatnot. So that was cool. Yeah, okay. I did the- it both you know sober and the late night party <laughs> edition yeah <laughs> which adds a whole new layer to exactly to exploring right yeah you know, i remember like early ledges shows i don't know i don't know it had early 2000s but like at night you used to be able to fucking walk around the the fucking quarry yeah but too many fucking hippies came fucking floating up dead right, so right, like no right. more of this yeah i can't imagine that being a good idea no because you know there's like assholes who are all fucked up oh, and, yeah. and they're probably drunk too oh, it's yeah. probably not like a head full of acid and they're no. like let's go fucking jump in and it's right. like they're probably drunk off their ass <laughs> right. right um but but th- yeah that's that's always wild that like you know unleashed fucking people on drugs oh, yeah. running around <laughs> right. insane right <laughs> so um so the funk factory you guys started as a trio yeah so yeah we you know started to add other members added like i said curry on saxophone and flute and then uh we added my buddy nick on vocals and guitar mm. um uh it was just kind of it never really like clicked and that drummer was always full of drama it was all you know there was always something so it just kind of we could never really get on track yeah you know we had some really good moments some really good shows um you know especially once we switched drummers over to justin who is with us actually again now oh okay took a break for a minute and that was back so but yeah, yeah I mean, he, we've got a cool family full of musicians now. So it's like I used to look at the revolving doors kind of like a kind of angry, you know. I'm yeah. Like, I, I want a band, but now I realize like it's kind of cool. We can, you know, someone can go away and do something else and come back. Yeah. You know, and we've got just a really good family of musicians. That's dope. So we just kind of draw like whoever's available and ready yeah. to jam. You know, <laughs> like, <roll laughs> like lately through. we've had a bit more of structure you know what i mean as far as the band goes but for a while there it was just you know sit-ins galore yeah i I mean i like i was saying i love that bringing musicians together it's always fun to play with someone new yeah you know you always get something out of it i feel like yeah there's a whole new dynamic that it brings and it's um because that's kind of how it was for me and my wife's band out in san diego when Mm -hmm. we were putting together a band um you always we'd always have different people coming in and out 
and but each time you're you're changing the entire vibe yeah and that's yeah. not always a bad thing no but at no. first i was like this is fucking like yeah. this is not what i want this is not how i want right, to sound right, right um but i think there's a, a part of you that kind of has to let go right especially when you're asking people of a higher caliber of player because right. like the music that right. we are that me and my wife well Kind of, I like to write. It's not hard, difficult music. Yeah, yeah. But it, there is a certain element that needs to like have a. You have to have some kind of like refinement in your playing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you can get any asshole to come and play some fucking chords around. Yeah, but exactly. like you want somebody that sounds good and right. solid. And, right. And when I say play a flat nine sharp eleven, they right. are like, okay. <laughs> Personally. Um, even though I personally couldn't do that on a guitar, <laughs> but I require that of them. Right. Um, so, so it, it's cool because you can have sort of this, um, this, this new sound every time you kind of go out. Yeah, which, for sure. Which for some people is, is cool. And for some people it's just not how right. it works. <laughs> well, that's what it just kind of got. I think everyone just got kind of tired of the constant change. You right. know what I mean? So we kind of like, you know, shut things down for a minute. And then uh, it was uh, last year I was putting together my birthday show and I wanted to do a set, uh-huh. even though we weren't really like together. Right. And uh, I ended up having a guy. I met a really cool dude, Alex, who plays keyboards. Oh, yeah, Met him Alex. through work. Yeah. Um, and so he was, you know, we had never jammed before. He's like, hey, I'll come out and play the show. <laughs> you know? And... It ended up going really well, yeah. you know. We played. Did he show up with like a Fender Rhodes and a clavinet? No, actually, you know <laughs> that stuff all kind of fell into place in a crazy way. But uh, okay, we'll get there. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's but yeah. It. So he shows up. I mean, he had, he had a decent little electric piano. It sounded good. Yeah. But uh, he was laughing because his black keys played louder than the white ones. <laughs> so and I told him I was like, dude, honestly, I don't care. Like, yeah. just come jam. It ended up going awesome, so we just kind of kept playing together, and the band just kind of, like, reformed. Okay. And then uh, we had our friend Stephanie come up and sing with us. And that's who sings with you now, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So then that brings us to basically, like, the current lineup. Okay, so so how long have you been sort of doing this project, then? It doesn't sound so like it's that it's, long. It's been a couple of years. Not, oh, okay. not Not super long. Oh, so this is still a newer yeah. band. Yeah. I, I, I had it's, some... We've been the Funk Factory for almost a year now like i don't think we've even had that name for a year so yeah we're talking like a pretty dude i wouldn't short timeline when i when i when you were telling me about like funk factory right because you you told me like uh you know when we first started like jamming together and sort of hanging out um you're like yeah you know it's just sort of been this revolving doors right a collective of friends right. and blah well, blah, blah. Like, and i was just like oh this sounds like something that you just sort of had for years and right, years that right. you've been building on right and, so, well that's we've so, been through enough change in a couple of <laughs> you know really a couple of months um, you know that, that yeah compared that to quantify yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's why it sounds crazy it's because it's been it's been a wild ride but i mean okay i feel like it's strengthened all of us mm-hmm. you know which is great yeah totally yeah having sort of that that um that it kind of keeps you on your toes for sure well and now it's like no matter what gets thrown at us we're playing that show and we're good yeah like for example my birthday show this year it was in the middle of january when we got all that snow oh like there was like a couple big weekends there and every time there was a big snow there was a show that weekend so (laughs) my bass player couldn't make it oh shit (laughs) right and my drummer 
damn near or actually my drummer didn't make it to the one show and that's when justin oh, stepped, stepped back, back in, in. okay so it was craziness. We had yeah. like two shows there that were like that, that both got messed up by snow. So, so what do you guys do? So, you just... the one, my birthday show, we just rolled without a bass player. And okay. like, luckily, with having a keyboardist, he can just play, you know, yeah, hold yeah. down the lower end too. But uh, I actually grabbed the bass for like three songs in that oh, set. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's a birthday show. I've never played bass live <laughs> in a non looping environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> I, I, I have a funny story about um, a bass player in edibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, as you know, edibles can be uh, hit or miss. I mean, depending yeah, on what your tolerance is. For sure. Uh, I played in this, like, it was like, just a, like a working band cover band. Work, um, right. And we were playing this winery out in California, in Temecula, is wine country. Anyways, right. um, he, I, I baked these brownies, and it was my first batch of my, of my harvest. Right. And so I didn't have it down right. And usually my brownies are like... You pro you you think you need to go to the hospital, right? Right. right. Like most of the time, people are like, "I need to go to the hospital. This is nothing right. My heart should be." And that's how I know I succeeded, right? With ruining people's nights, right? Um. So the he these first batch was super weak in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I was just like, "Yeah, these brownies. Yeah, you could eat a whole one. You'll be fine." Right. And like, and now. I didn't take into consideration that the only time I really see him smoke is him hitting a vape pen, and he takes like the littlest little bird hits, like, and then, and then, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm good." Right, right. And like, I gave one to the lead singer who was like a fucking smoker, like right. he just is bleh, just all day, all night. Um, and the, you know, and this other kid was just sort of very light with the smoke, so he ate this brownie, and I was like, "Yeah, you should be fine." And by the second, like, so that was at the beginning of the show. By the second set, he's like, oh, man, I'm starting to feel those brownies. I feel great. I love this. And then so, like, the second set ends, and he comes up to me. He's like, um, is there, was there anything else in that? And I was like, no, oh, man, no. It's just weed, man. It's just weed. No, no. Like, I, I would never do that to you. you right, know? right. And he was just like, oh, okay. And so... 15 minutes go by, breaks over, time to play our last and final set. Right. He comes back out, and he's just, like, completely white. Oh, like no. Like, he's sweating, <laughs> and he's just like, okay. And then we, so he starts the song, and he's, like, barely playing. Oh, no. He's, like, stumbling around. <laughs> and, like, he just, like, it, he just takes off his bass, like, after a song, <laughs> and goes and sits down. And, like on the side of the stage and like we're all just like oh shit, oh, shit i'm right. like yo <laughs> and then he just gets up and goes and we're trying to talk to him and, and we're in the middle of talking to him between sets people are like dancing waiting for us to play right and, and he just gets up and walks away oh, and we're just Jesus. like okay right so we do a, um he does a song acoustic like he just he, he was just like okay i'll just play bob marley right so he plays bob marley while we try to figure out what's going on right um i go and he's I go into the bathroom and he's just lying on the floor in the bathroom. Oh no! And he won't move because he fucking he was like, it's just nice and cool down here. I just need to be nice and cool. <laughs> so I get him up. I, I'm like, okay, come on, man, we gotta do this. Right. And we get up, 
Um, and like he like he plays another he just plays like three songs in a row just by himself the right, singer right and while I'm trying to get this fucking dude on his on his feet <laughs> and he just he's not doing it right so like I was like fuck it I'm playing bass <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the songs on bass but they're easy songs it's right. like brick right. house you know like right. brick house is pretty easy it's oh, an yeah. A minor and you just yeah. stay there it's right. fine I right. can handle it and like I look over and he's like. He's he's like in a fetal position, like but on his ass, kind of with his head, hands in, head in his hands, and he fucking he's just sh- like rocking back and forth. And this lovely young waitress comes over with some water. She sees right. that he's sick. Right. And they're asking us about it. She's right. Like, and um and she comes over with water, and he looks up. She's like, Are you? and like I'm playing, right. and all I can see, like you can see her mouth. Are you? Right, like that. He looks up and just goes, Bleh! and just like projectile vomit in her direction. And <laughs> oh, she's young, shit. so she's just like, Aah! right. Her face is just awful. She turns no. around, and walks away. No. <laughs> so like, I, I, I mean, I'm just finishing the set, and uh, and and like afterwards, the girl who books is just like, well, I know he wasn't drunk um, because he didn't order any drinks, and uh, <laughs> and he was in the back lounge just lying on the couch. Like, they brought him some, like, chips and some water, and he right. just couldn't move. And she's just like, what's wrong with him? And I was like, oh, you know, on the ride up here, he was complaining about his stomach hurting. So, I don't know. I think, I'm like, <laughs> he works with kids. You know, they're all disease-ridden children. He probably got sick. Right. So, you know, uh, I guess the I guess the moral of the story is uh, don't eat edibles before you have to play. No. Uh, no, because definitely. you never know where you're going to end up. <laughs> right. Anyways, I'm sorry I hijacked your You're good. Story. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Alex comes in and he kind of is like um, almost like a final piece of the puzzle, or do you not see it like that? No, no, I, I still... Uh... I mean, I still envision adding more. You know, like, I think we all do, especially with what I play. Like, I feel like I could see, like, a horn section. Yeah. Totally. You know, or, and, like, I would love to add, like, percussion Hell yeah. to go along with the drummer. Hell you know? Yeah. Um, I like really layered, textured music. Like, yeah. the older I grow, the more I appreciate textures within music. You know well, what I mean? I like simplicity. But, like, when you layer simplicity, that's where I feel like you get the best, yeah. you know, music. Yeah, you can have, like, a two-chord song, mm-hmm. but, like, if you have, if you're building something on top of it, that's, right. it can be right. an opus. For sure, for sure. Um, what's, like, an, but, a good example of a band that you, like, you really see as, like, this, like, you know, a textured band that sort of... I know there's probably millions. But, yeah, I mean, there's but, a like, lot. What's a couple um, of bands that kind of, like... They give people an example of what you're kind of talking about. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty wide-ranging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's bands, current bands, like Lettuce. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? I love what they do, especially lately adding in, like, the psychedelic element with those their, like, funky jazz. Oh, bitches. Those, <laughs> those guys motherfuckers ring my bell. Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, like, those guys have the really, like, grimy, dirty funk, mm-hmm. but then you've got, like, for example, like, Trey Anastasio band. Like, I'm a big fish head, but, like, that's his, like, he takes a back seat to his, like, compositions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And he does a lot of horn lines, and, like, even his, his backup singers play horns, oh. percussion, and have, like, synths. Oh, nice. So it's, like, depending on the song, they're, like, singing while doing synth lines. And yeah. Like, it's constantly layered, and it's really different. Uh-huh. Um, have you seen them it's live? It's cool. I have. Cool. Yeah, I have. 
It's been a while, but I've never seen fish or trail. Yeah, which see, is such a mistake. In life. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> They're doing a fish tour. Right? Fish is like why I play jam music and why I'm big <laughs> on jam bands. Yeah. Basically, they got they had me hooked like right away. I got into them late. Mm. You know, I, I started hearing about them when they came back in 09. Oh, really? I had like uh. one song from Fish on my iPod back in high school. Which, that was, was back it? in the old, like, you know, Napster, LimeWire days. Uh-huh, so you would yeah. download random songs and it was. Right, uh, it was never full albums. It was just like. Was it? Uh, it was If I Could. Oh, which is a weird one because it's like the studio version is like beautiful and it's like almost like a country song it's got Alison Krauss on backing vocals oh wow like it's an amazing song yeah. but it's like it's not one that like when you bring up Fish you'd usually right. that's, think, not the that's first the one, one song you have yeah, like, yeah. so that yeah, was kind of cool when I think of Fish it's like you enjoy myself yeah yeah whatever I can't even think of <laughs> that's the one that yeah, for I sure. refer to people if I'm right. like you right. should like listen to that song. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was always interested in them because I had that like song that I liked, mm-hmm. but I never really dove deep into them until, you know, I started going to like local. I went to, I got hooked on Boogie Matrix Mechanism. Okay, they were my favorite local band I for never... years. They're they're from here. Yeah, they were from uh, like Toledo, Sylvania area. Um, they're killer. Um, where where are they now? They all kind of grew up, you know, and moved on. <laughs> yeah. Um, they still do, like, reunion show here and there. Uh-huh. but And they're jammy? Yeah, they're jammy, but they had a really cool, unique style. Like, it was almost like, I don't know, they were very original. And, like, their singer had, like, a Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of vibe to them. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was, yeah. like, cool, like, groovy music with, like, rap sing lyrics. Okay. You know what I mean? It was pretty yeah. cool. But, like, that was what really, like, got me hooked. You know, I went out to, like, one show. Yeah. And it was a friend of mine's brother was the lead guitarist. Oh, okay. You know, and he was trying to get me to go out. So I finally went, and it was just, like, hook, line, sinker. Yeah. I was done. Gotcha. Jam music was it. Did they release any (laughs) albums or anything? Yeah, they have a couple of albums. Um, I've been trying to get them to put them up on, you know, Spotify or at least Mm -hmm. YouTube or something. You know what I mean? But I still rock them, like. All the time. I literally have their CD in my car right now, Laser Grape. Nice. Laser Grape. It's a classic. A classic. I love that. Yeah, they were great. They pretty much took me under their wing and taught me everything I know about, you know, music. Wow. Um, Like, they were really inviting when I first Mm -hmm. went to their shows. You know, like, gave me a free CD, and, like, everyone came up and, like, you know, introduced themselves and, like, you know, gave me a hug. And, like, I never witnessed that kind of, like, community. Right, You know, so that was really cool and, like, really life-changing. So that's, And then I started, like, touring around with them. Oh, wow. You know, helping them, like, load in and stuff. Okay, not not playing. Not playing, no. No, at that point. But in the sense of, so, like, if anybody doesn't know, like, touring with a band such as, like, Fish or something, that means that you're not... You're not in the band touring or se- yes. even selling merchandise, but you're like sort of just following them following around. Them. Yeah. And, and I would and just kind of tag along with them and right. help them with whatever they needed help with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That was what I was just starting to play at mm-hmm. that point. Like I had been, you know, messing around a little bit since high school, but yeah. I got a couple lessons back in high school and they didn't do shit you know i i he told me to bring in a book so i brought in this like mel bay yeah yeah. book and he's like oh learn pages one and two and i'll see you next week and i was like well how do i 
yeah. how do I do that? You right, know, right. it was it was you just follow the instructions, right, right, stupid. It, right. It was. <laughs> it, so I was just kind of like, eh. and you know, he asked me what I wanted to play, and I was like, oh, I want to sound like Hendrix, and he's like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, well, that's rude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at least tell me, you know. Well, like, well, I, I, can, I can see what he's saying on like, one aspect where right, like, like, you'll never be Hendrix because there's only Hendrix. Yeah. But but that's like, he was like, asking me philosophical like, what, he was thing. asking me what style I was going for. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. asking who I want to sound like or who do you want to be? Right. Right. <laughs> but that was a bit disheartening. But then once I found like the jam music, I realized like that's what I was really looking for. You know, I was big mm-hmm. on like classic rock. Yeah. You know, and it was like, it, I feel like a lot of the jam music taps into that, like just the looseness and like mm-hmm. rawness of right. classic rock, where it's like real songwriting, real solos, real emotion. Right. You know what I mean? It's not made as bullshit. Like we know this works, so this is what you're getting. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, there's yeah. no formula to it. Right. So that's why I really fell in love with it. And like the big guitar solos are a plus. Yeah. You know? Well, big solos in general. That's really. That's what's I mean, cool about. That's what's cool about Fish is that. I mean, I, I guess, like, the big giants for people are, like, Fish and the Dead, right? Like, yeah. those oh, are yeah. the two reigning yeah. champions. Most definitely. But, like, when you look at a band like Fish, you can definitely see more than just... Um, the influence is, like, like huge. Like, oh, like yeah. the influence of other music. Uh, like, like yes, there's definitely, oh, like, yeah. this proggy yeah. yes thing yeah, going like on Zappa. with Fish. Zappa. Yep. There's yep. definitely, like, silly, weirdness. crazy yep. weirdness. Yep. Yeah, so like they you, tap into a lot of different, kind of like I was saying with Funk Factory. Yeah, tap into a lot of exactly. different genres and feelings, and yeah, I mean that's that's really what pulled me in with them was no songs the same. You right. know, it's always something different. Yeah, it could be reggae, it could be jazz, right. it could be fucking all in the same song. <laughs> all in the same <laughs> literally, song. and like very eloquently making and transitioning yeah. to those, yeah. and then sometimes not eloquently at right. all. Sometimes right. it's just like uh, right, right. <laughs> there it is, and that's I appreciate all aspects of yeah, them you know it's like i've a lot of people don't get fish mm-hmm. and i totally understand that me too. you know what i mean yeah. like i can totally sympathize with those people but yeah. for me they definitely and i mean like know, trey has a, a voice that's just really hard to get behind yeah, and if the, you're not like vocally they're not the best band but that's something i kind of like about them is mm-hmm. they have moments where they sound like otherworldly like they're like gods and then they yeah. have moments where they're like you know totally human yeah and i like that with music i don't like super polished polished, you know overly practiced Mm -hmm. you know i like having that human element yeah so i dig that and they have a couple songs that are just like if any other band at their level came out the song like that they'd be like you know boot off stage right you know like they have this new song called ass handed Oh, fish It's dog? a good one, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really short and mostly acapella. It's, uh, <laughs> you get your ass handed to you every day. You get your ass handed to you every day. You get your ass handed to you every day. You get handed your own ass every day. And that's it. That's it. Like, if any other band came out and did that, right. most people would be like, what the fuck? And with yeah. fish, the crowd's like, whoa! Fucking breakthrough! <laughs> <laughs> right. It's funny, because it's followed by probably, it's like a, two or three bars of music and it's like my favorite two or three bars of music i've heard from them in years wow, yeah. like it's this cool little like almost like we were talking classic rock like an yeah. 80s arena rock kind of do 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 it's good stuff it's well good stuff. you know what's funny about fish <laughs> though is like 
when you're saying that they were like loose, they, yeah. which they definitely were. But if you read some of these like articles of like interviews with Trey and shit, yeah, there was a lot of their time that was very mapped out. Like there oh, was yeah. there's there, periods where like yeah. he was spending. They would go play the show, and he would come home and probably be high on cocaine and drugs, and just write notebooks after notebooks, yep. like full notebooks yeah. of what they're gonna do the next night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, I mean, so there's a looseness to it, but early it was very years, controlled. Yeah, they're, early years were very much you know what like i'm saying like well practiced well oiled like, they still had the looseness within the jamming and whatnot right. but they didn't do these like like nowadays like 20 30 minute jams right. back then it was like it was just good improv in a couple of minutes slot right, right. but they used to do all kinds i mean their practices were pretty intense like they've talked about their like you know practice uh you know routines that they right. would go through especially with like improv like you know one guy would start a riff mm-hmm. and then the, every other guy would have to follow like play that same riff on their instrument or at least you know right something similar to that riff and then like the next person would start the next riff and they would right. do that for hours yeah it, you know they used to do these things called uh okipa ceremonies mm. where they would all drink mushroom tea <laughs> lock the door yeah and you couldn't stop playing for an hour Wow. Like as soon as you started playing all improv, yeah. As soon as you start playing, you can't stop playing. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> and that's, that's actually cool. when they re-released their first album, Junta. They put the Okupa ceremony on there. It's called Union Federal. <laughs> it's literally like a thirty-minute improv of them all just on mushroom tea. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And well, then they released. That was how they were getting their. Right, they're mining. Connecting. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? That's how they're mining yeah. material yep. and everything. Yeah. Uh, the, what's that one album that's just straight fucking, it's all freestyle, and it's like the cover is like an, an accent. It's like dark, and there's just like a car that looks like it's in the The Sicket Disc. Is that the, yeah. yeah, that's it. With What's the Use, and yeah, that, there's a couple really, really, really trippy songs on that yeah, album. Yeah, man. I, I remember, have that on vinyl, actually. That's amazing. <laughs> that's a, a cool album to have on vinyl. It's, it's, a, it's an odd one. Not many people people are really familiar with that one or or really get behind it but it's no. like because there's not really vocals on Only, it, right i mean if i can remember it's been so long I, there's some but they're like really heavily you know effects driven yeah, and it's more like a chant there's only really there's only one song on the album that they play live wow uh right. what's the use Got which you. is a really cool one it's really it, like that whole album is it's really atmospheric and cool mm-hmm. and it's i like when they play it live because they kind of land big jams into it a lot oh, okay. you know what i mean so you'll have this just like what song are we in yeah kind of long jam and then all of a sudden this riff comes out of nowhere yeah it's like a powerful atmospheric song but the whole album's really experimental right i mean it's it, it's it's funny it, 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 to me when i first heard it and like because like when i first started getting into fish it was like maybe it was like early 2000s yeah. like I, I you know because they've been around what since early 90s they've been around since 83 80s. oh yeah that's right <laughs> 80s jesus christ i mean they got popular in the early <laughs> you know yeah early the, to mid 90s right because like 95 is when they started playing like arenas right yeah because that's when what a live one that's when yeah that one live came. one came out in 94 and that yeah. was like right when they were blowing up and that was like the first one that i was just like oh my god this is the most amazing thing <laughs> right, in the world right. well that's what actually uh harry hood from a live one mm. was what truly got me with fish live oh. um it was you, know, you enjoy myself. That's it's what, always you enjoy yeah, myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean that song. Yeah, that was one of the next couple. But 
you know, what the big thing in Slovenia, you know, you get out of school, you go drive out to the country and smoke, yeah. you know, smoke down, drive around, listen to music. And that was when, you know, right. my buddy put in a live one, oh, you know, and shit. we're sitting there listening to Harry Hood stopped at a stop sign for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the most incredible thing because like like i'm saying it's all about the energy mm-hmm. and like that jam it's like this big soaring jam and it's like you feel that you just it grabs your heart and then it's like it drops off yeah and then it roars back into a peak so it just they really play with your like emotions with their music which is phenomenal which like if you're just you listening yeah. like if it's background music it's gonna sound like noodling you know like just guitar <laughs> right. solo right. you know like people talk about but i feel like a lot of people don't feel music they just listen Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, and to me, there's a big difference. And like, I feel music, and that's yeah. why like fish had me hooked because yeah. it's all feel. Yeah, like that's the thing. I I, I, t- I totally agree with you with the feeling and listening. It's like <clears throat> like um, there's definitely like music that I will listen to to like put me in a mood, yeah. take me out of a mood for sure. Like if I'm feeling some kind of way, I'm just gonna go mm-hmm. in deep with some, you know, like right. whatever it Most is. Most definitely, I've always been like, really very much so like that. Yeah, you know, when I had my old like iPods, I would have playlists for like every like mood or <laughs> that's awesome occasion. You know, yeah. I was all about that. Like I've always been huge on like collecting and yeah, you know, going through new music, mm-hmm. like, always looking up new stuff. Yeah, you know? like, and that's what I like nowadays with all the streaming services you know Mm -hmm. it sucks for artists you know that they're not really getting paid but at the same time you're getting so much exposure that you never would have gotten years ago so it's kind of a trade-off but i mean spotify's introduced me to a a ton of amazing music and now i've got uh the nugs.net app nugs.net has been for years like the jam band hub for like downloading stuff Mm -hmm. um like they've always hosted like old dead shows and like you know jam band shows over the years but now they're like big into streaming Mm -hmm. and they also host all like the jam bands like today's jam band sort of related bands Mm -hmm. uh soundboards so like when they're done with the show it gets posted usually within a few weeks wow if not the next day Yeah, yeah um so it's cool because like you can listen to some of the up and coming jam bands. Like I've been really into Spafford lately. Oh, never I've seen them a few times now, and they're they were like the hot band last year. Like <laughs> it's like every year there's a band that just goes from like this almost nobody to just blowing up. Yeah, you know where are they from? They're from Arizona. Okay. Um, yeah, they're phenomenal. What what they're what? fishy, but with more of like a dancey side. Okay. Um, but I mean they rip. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. I just saw them up at uh, L Club in Detroit. Oh, nice. And uh, God, they blew the roof off of that place. That's that was nice. great. Yeah. But uh, it's cool to be able to listen to some of these up-and-coming bands. Like them yeah. and like Pigeons playing ping pong. Listen to them a lot on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome they're name. as fun as the name. Yeah. They're, okay. they're a super, super goofy, funky band. Like, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. I saw them up in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh what in the fall and like i've been hooked since right i've been listening to them for years but like now that i have the nugs app i can really dive in and listen to a lot of new shows yeah which is cool yeah have you done any like extensive just like touring just following a band besides that band you're saying you know i've never really toured i've always been a i've always had a job Mm. you know what i mean i'm not the kind of person that quit a job just to go it's have like quit fun. life for yeah a like i mean I'll, I, I will for the right thing you right. know what i mean but like 
for the most part, I try to be somewhat responsible. You know, mm. I try not to be the look <laughs> of the, you know, friend group. Yeah. But, uh, what, 2011, I went to, like, 14 fish shows. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You, you know, did. so, I mean, I've, I've traveled around the country, that's right. for sure. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I've seen fish in uh, Georgia, New York a couple times. I saw them where Woodstock was oh, okay. up in uh, Bethel. Yeah. And then I saw them at Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. Um, like, I've seen them all over the Midwest. Right. You know. Pretty much if they're within, like, six, seven hours. You'll I'm, make the trip. I'm trying to make the trip. Yeah, 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 It's been harder lately now that I have a good job. Right. Which I'm thankful for. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? But now I just get pretty much, like, a weekend or two of summer to go see them. Which, with all the... Being able to watch every show from home, it's not as bad yeah. you know no, at least i'm not totally missing out but and like we're getting older it's not like this isn't hard on the body <laughs> right anytime right. i travel well, any, a, it's just I, i'm just like eating whatever the fuck i want yeah. i'm not sleeping oh, yeah. worth the shit i'm like ugh. right even then like 2012 <laughs> they did a four night run that was uh deer creek which mm-hmm. is just outside indianapolis mm-hmm. and then alpine valley which is you know two hours north of chicago okay so it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two nights at each. Yeah. So the first two nights at Deer Creek, the low at night was like 80. Oh, my God. It was like 115 during the oh, day. With like, humidity. It, it was awful. Yeah. Like, it was so hot that I literally thought I melted into my seat. You know? <laughs> at least my mind thought that at right. the time. But... <laughs> That was brutal because, you know, we had to do the those two nights. It's already bad enough two nights in that weather. Yeah. And then we had to drive like six hours Ugh. north. And by that third night, I was not having I was just yeah. on my last nerve. Like, anyone said anything to me, I snapped at them. Yeah. You know? Fuck you again. But then as soon as we get into the show, it was like, all right, this is why we're here. Like, yeah. we're good. We're good. <laughs> remember good. the reason we're we good. drove here. But four nights in a row is brutal. So, I, I mean, I've... Three nights is like my limit. <laughs> yeah, I just I won't do that. And that's the thing anymore. now is I would much rather get a hotel mm-hmm. and have like a nice place to stay right. than camp. Like I like camping, but like mm-hmm. when you're trying to recover, especially yeah. like that night was brutal. That we got hit by a storm that ended up taking out Columbus. <laughs> like Columbus lost power for like five days. Jesus Christ! And we I slept through this goddamn storm. <laughs> you know? My tent. I woke up in the middle of the night actually, and my tent was caving in on me. Oh my god! And. uh it was, yeah, it was crazy. I've had it was crazy. I'm, those like those times. Like I went to Hookahville once. I think it was at Buckeye Lake, and fucking, it was just like this horrible storm, and like they didn't know the band didn't know if they were gonna play. <laughs> And fuck it. I mean, they ended up playing. The, the The rain broke for just long enough for them right. to sort of like fucking get in their set. Right. But like, I just remember it was just like mud pits. Like I was so fucked up. Wonder if I'm it was Mudville. Fall. Yeah, I was just falling on shit. I took out an entire someone's <laughs> entire camp, and it was only because I was so fucked up. I was. I think it was like Special K. I was oh, definitely no. tripping and just drinking all fucking weekend. And like I get, like I fall, and it was my friend's camp, so they didn't want to like whoop my ass after. Right, right. And so I got up, I fell, and then I stumbled into a tent, took that out, and then trying to get up, it's like dominoes. It's, it's, <laughs> I've had a couple of those incidents oh, in yeah. my lifetime. Oh, yeah. Just taking out an entire <laughs> camp. It, it's just, it makes it fucking. You're just like, what the fuck am I even doing out here? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. Just, I'm a fucking mess. But right, I, that was my like. 
I was like 20 or 21 or something. Yeah. You know, it was oh, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, we've all been there. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Just, well, with, um, with uh, hookah, what, when was like, when did you start getting into hookah? Because I, I'm like really interested in hookah because like hookah. I just sort of fell off for a long time. And now, like, I. Because a very important part of my life involved that band. Yeah, yeah. Know? Like, very gro- big growth period of my right. life, like, mentally and right. spiritually, whatever you want fucking to call it. Right. So, like, there, there's a special place in my heart for that yeah, band. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, like, it's funny, mean? like, back in high school, my ex actually used to put the schwa all over her oh, notebooks and yeah, stuff, yeah. which the schwa is the upside down E, which yeah. is their logo. Mm. And so I always got pissed off at that and was like, one day I was like, all right, why the hell are all your E's upside down? <laughs> and uh, she told me to look up Acoustic Hookah and I really dug it. You know, it was cool. It was like kind of funky Southern rock. Right, right. You know, and Steve fucking Sweeney. Oh, I my mean, God. That I'm man rips. Master. He is one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Me too, man. He's, just, he's still he's, up there. He's mind-blowing. That constantly. That gold top, man. That yeah. gold top is Yeah, still playing the same one. That thing is so beautiful. Still playing the same one mm. is probably when you saw him. Oh, yeah, man. Seriously, that thing is sure. beat to ship. It still yeah, sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, like, you can, like, if you see it up close, you can see, like, the oh, like, yeah. stress cracks in yeah. the wood. I, I love I always have to go up front, you know, Steve's side, at least for a song or two. Because yeah. nothing beats standing in front of his amp. <laughs> just <laughs> blasting. Well, I mean, he just, like, his playing is, like, mesmerizing. It, it really know? is. And I mean, he, he works his way from, like, the bottom of the fretboard to the top of the fretboard so seamlessly. Yeah, man. You know, some guys that do that shreddy style are so, like... I don't know, it sounds really calculated, and he mm. gets that jammy, like, looseness in right. there, but it's still just solid, non-point. Yeah, and, but, like, you, and in a lifetime, he would be a fucking metal player, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've seen him do some fucking right, ripping Right, right, he's done, like, stuff. some I've yeah. seen him do, I think I saw them do fucking, they do, um, what, what Metallica song do they do? They um, did Enter Sandman Enter back Sandman. in the day. I remember, I, I remember having a recording of that. That, but, was uh, the la- that was the last time I saw them like at a hookahville. Yeah. That was the last time I They do, uh, he actually, him and Dave Katz of Hookah play with Glowstick Willie, <sighs> who's a cool up-and-coming band from Indiana. They call themselves Hippie Metal. <laughs> It's it's tight. It's really you yeah. know hard pounding, jammy. You know, uh, really original. Uh-huh. Like they actually have a lot of originals, which I dig. But they do this thing called Acoustic Willie, where they oh, combine yeah, forces. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that, and that's cool because they will touch on some of the old metal and like '80s metal stuff. Which that's <laughs> actually Dave, the keyboardist from Hookah, was in an '80s hair metal band back nice. in the day. Was he playing synth or guitar? <laughs> he played uh, keys and guitar I think yeah. is what it was yeah <laughs> what a fucking strange like what a strange turn right <laughs> but yeah so I started looking them up on YouTube you know mm. and then uh, well didn't didn't, uh, didn't you guys book them at the Civic Center yeah, a couple yeah. of months ago or something yep yeah. yeah we actually just did a 420 run with them but uh yeah that's what's crazy with that is coming full circle right. going from this you know thinking like holy shit these guys are f- incredible you know yeah. and being like i thought i was lucky to see them in concert you know yeah. what i mean and then like now i'm working with them and like right. you know cool with them right well which is so awesome. like so like jason also works with a uh what's the company innovation concerts innovation which books exclusively for the 
Yeah, we have a couple venues in Toledo. Uh, Frankie's is the most popular, yeah. you know, for the longest time, I'd say. And then uh, we got the Ottawa Tavern, which okay. is like the cool hipster spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we do most of the jam stuff, the yeah. smaller jam stuff, at least. And then uh, we got Civic Music Hall, which... That's the venue on Burn. Yeah, it's, I, that's pretty much it, all I have to tell anyone be because yeah, something. it's it's been a million different names right, right, like Roxy, right. Zodiac, Rocket Bar, yeah, Realm. Realm. It's yeah. been all kinds of things, but I I love all three of those rooms really. There's like a balcony there, right? Like there's like you can go upstairs yeah. and there you yep. can watch the band. From, okay, yeah. <laughs> the, I am I haven't been there since it was called the Roxy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's actually been improved quite a bit. Um, the guys that did the Realm actually you know made a lot of improvements and then mm-hmm. we've taken that and you know made even a few more so it's really rocking we're trying to keep that room going because that's in my opinion one of the best rooms in toledo for mm-hmm. music and that's not, and, and, and that's not like a everyday bar like it's only no, an event it's it's uh, a so, venue yeah and even then it's only a big show venue for the right. most part you right. know what i mean it it costs quite a bit to open the door so it's got to be right. you know a band really worth it right a lot right. of the smaller shows we do at you know the ottawa tavern or frankie's right right so right on oh you do wait don't you guys do the boonies in there yeah boonies is kind of in flux right now i'm not really too sure what's going on with it it's like it's a cool big outdoor venue but with outdoor venue comes the weather risks. Yeah. Oh, and man, every show this year has been rained out, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You guys got something right going now. on oh, coming up, right? The Funk Factory? Yeah, we actually just moved uh, our next show for the Funk Factory to Civic oh, from okay. Boonies. And, like, right now where we're at with it is when we book at Boonies, we have to book Civic too. Oh. To have that backup plan if it rains. Gotcha. So it's kind of pointless to have both right now. Yeah. So we're just moving it over to Civic. Um, what and what's that show? What is that show? Because we're it's opening for Marbin. What is it? Marbin. I don't know. Which they are like a proggy, jazz, gypsy jazz. Oh wait. It's they're they're very very. Is it a hard. trio? Is that the trio? I don't think they're. A trio, or they, it's like they, it's like, or they have. I think they're like, like a four-piece. They have a saxophone, with a saxophone yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you posted a video. Of them yeah, actually, they yes. are really hard to pin down, you know, genre-wise. Yeah, but they, they, rip. They, they rip. They rip. Yeah, they rip, good. and they're yeah. very into Facebook advertising. Oh, cool. which is how I discovered them. Was, you know, they sponsor their posts a lot, mm. like their videos. Which I think is a genius move because their videos like draw you right in. Like, right, right. Stu- cool, good studio videos with right. great sound and like their music speaks for itself. So it's getting it out there is, you know, right. half the battle and they win that battle for sure. <laughs> and I love it because they do, they're really humble about it. Like they do guitar lessons, mm-hmm. you know, they'll go to like music stores before their shows and like just go live on Facebook. You know, oh, do sweet. little jams, like teach you little tricks and stuff. That's cool. So that's cool. I'm excited to play with those guys. And then uh, we just added Groovement as well, mm. which they are a badass funk band from Arkansas. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. We've brought them to Toledo a few times. Do you, uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Do you go? Do you guys actually like seek out talent to bring here, or are you? It's guys a mix. Pr- okay. It's a mix for sure. Um, you know, for the most part. The guys that I work with, you know, like my boss and them, they would just, they don't know jam bands mm-hmm. as well. You right. know what I mean? So if someone hits them up for a show, they would try to set one up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like 
but they weren't necessarily seeking them out. Right. And like, it's funny how I got started with them. Actually, um, back in the day, back in like 2000, what 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, something around there, uh, the jam scene in Toledo was. It was like right after Boogie kind of started to fade off. Yeah. Everything kind of faded off for a bit. And they would bring in national bands Mm -hmm. and we would have like 10 people there. Right. You know what I mean? And it got to the point where I was upset about it and I made this big, long, whiny ass post (laughs) calling out innovation concerts, like straight up, like by name. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know... I, I, it was a really humbling message well a couple messages back from them they handled it very well and they basically said like hey how about instead of bitching you come help us yeah you know what i mean and that that was the game changer right You're there because like, oh, <laughs> then over the next couple of years we did really work together helped with promo yeah you know if they had a question about a band that they didn't know oh, it would okay. go to me and then you know eventually I got brought on to do uh, booking, what, like a year and a half ago or so, two years ago. Right on. Which, yeah, it's yeah. awesome being, like, official and doing it now, and I'm able to seek out bands. Yeah. You know, so obviously what, don't have a massive budget. Right. You know what I mean? For a lot of my stuff, um, you know, you got to be reasonable with Toledo. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a tough market. It is. But which I we've know been nothing doing, about anymore. Yeah, so. we've been doing better and better. You know, yeah. we brought in some really cool bands. I mean, like we were talking about the works. I just brought, mm-hmm. you know, we brought the works in. Like Marvin coming in. They're pretty mm-hmm. big. Um, starting to get back into some more of the big, you know, national acts. I try mm-hmm. to bring more like regional acts into like the OT. No, um, being so directly involved with like bringing bands here and uh, I mean that makes you a part of this scene I mean yeah. anybody participating is a part of it but like you're right. really a, a part of it and you're helping build it right what what have you because what I've noticed with Toledo um, over the years coming back and forth visiting right. from San Diego is that I come back and every time I came back like it, it just seemed like Toledo has kind of gotten a little uh, a little bit more hip, a little bit more uh, into the arts and stuff. Yeah, so, so definitely. You see, it's so been seen a this cool build trajectory. Yeah. yeah. And and every since it's like it's like they waited till I left to like yeah. start being cool. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's what I really, really dig about the Ottawa Tavern doing well, so many I'm sorry, shows I'm there. Not, I don't want to step on that. You're I'm good. actually I'm this. I'm going somewhere. With it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step you're on the Ottawa Tavern. Um, I, I was just curious on what your opinion was of like why over these last few years uh, the the arts have been uh, more receptive and people are starting to show out and what what do you think is the contributing factor to that or one of the contributing factors? that actually ties right into what I was Perfect. about to say. So that was that was a good setup. Nice. So what I was going to say is. Adam Street has been going through a big resurgence. Mm. So now, you know, Adam Street was like a bunch of empty empty buildings and whatnot. There was yeah. a couple of bars and then there was nothing. Right, right. And like, you know, it's cool seeing like the Ottawa Tavern coming back. You know, yeah. we've been doing better and better at that place, you yeah. know. We've been improving that a lot since we took it over. But the whole neighborhood, that whole street has been picking up, you know, like new local coffee shops, right. local like housing stores, like the House of Dow. They're, you know, I see them all over. Like, that's what all the bands in Toledo are wearing now. You know what I mean? So it's cool. They're a vintage clothing store. Oh, and and it's like, but there's another one too, right? There's a, yeah, there's a few. And that's what I'm saying is it's cool because we're building this really awesome community along there and it ties Mm -hmm. in a lot of the different scenes and Mm -hmm. communities. And, 
you know we've been getting a lot more artists out to our shows that's something i've really been pushing lately mm-hmm. you know i'm starting to realize how many amazing you know we've i've known about the musicians in toledo i yeah. knew we had musicians but now i'm starting to you know really realize how many like good visual artists we have in Toledo right. how many good painters and whatnot you know so it's been really cool bringing them out we've had a couple of shows lately where we've had you know pretty much the whole outer walls of the out of a tavern full of painters yeah. painting during the show yeah live art like yeah situation. which it, it's cool I feel like Adam Street like the resurgence of like downtown Adam Street I think has played a big factor into it because we have somewhere to like go now right you know what and, i mean and if that's not your jam then you can walk down to another joint yeah and, and there's a couple yeah there's a couple of cool bars along mm-hmm. adam street you know there's a lot of cool shops a lot of good stuff happening so so adam street like just people investing in uh, this district yeah basically it's, it's, a, it's pretty much like point. an arts district for yeah, you know totally. and it's cool because it's got the. Uh, uh, you know, drinking. You can take a beer from bar to bar. Oh, walk yeah, down the street. So that that applies to Adams too. Yep, Adams Street. Because I knew it Adams was Street down. was the first one that had it, and then mm-hmm. now they have it down by the was stadium that Dora too. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. they meant like Dora. When you're like, did you get your Dora cup? I'm like, you mean like the Explorer or like? <laughs> yeah, the I don't. <laughs> like, do they give out little Dora cups? That's great. But then you see like the word. Right. Okay. Yeah. It is. So okay. So you can sort of travel around and then they sort of adopted that down in yeah. the baseball district thing whatever yeah. that yep. is yeah <laughs> yeah what is that called i don't know what they're calling <laughs> that one now but I, I think it's pretty cool i, you I know, do being too. able to I throw beer in a clear cup and walk down the street like, yeah i think I mean, it's helped with the foot traffic at the auto mm-hmm. tavern for shows yeah yeah you know what i mean especially with you know being able to hear it walking up i've seen people be like "Ooh, you know there's a really nice uh mexican cuban restaurant next door like carlos poco loco that's my shit their cuban is the bomb yeah (laughs) it's one of the one of the restaurants that i frequent most (laughs) yeah yeah. i I was eating there too much for a while um but that'll happen yeah it's good food it's It's good good and it's local which that's what i love you know and that's another thing is like i'm seeing like more uh, like people are like good food is coming here because like for the longest time toledo had some good restaurants but it was never a lot of really good food around i just never and like i don't know it 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 just for me coming back was hard because obviously I, I had a life in out yeah. the west coast. Oh yeah, and right. It, but it's been nice to come back and see that uh, the city isn't just because when I left Toledo, like I consider it like a dead or dying city. Yeah, and yeah. for a while there, I'm sure it was like yeah. especially with the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. I know like Toledo ate a lot of shit with that. Right, right. And then so you, it's kind of interesting when you're talking about like around 2011. You said things sort of started picking up. Yeah, yeah. And so you see, and then out of that financial crisis you kind of see like handmade toledo coming yeah, out yep, like you have exactly. people like artisanal people yep. like focusing on handmade yeah. sort of like um, no, a lot of local stuff popping yeah, up which because, is great because they had to yeah it was almost yeah. a necessity because yeah. you're not getting any help from anywhere else no, so like no. the community had to be built for sure and so that kind of like because i've been traveling around for the last few years and seeing these different cities and like it's interesting because every city has kind of had that research oh yeah even yeah. like even like san diego which yeah. when i got there the music scene was very disparate there wasn't right. a lot of support going on it was yeah. just like 
it was like this club versus that club. It was right. like the hippies right. versus the white boy reggae guys. <laughs> right. And then like as I left, it was like everybody was going to everybody's show. Nice. Everybody was supporting. Nice. And like you just sort of seen that. And and I, I do think it's because of well one largely with the internet being able yeah, to communicate for sure. Yeah. That but helps. also you have this financial crisis that like puts everything into a tailspin where people have right. to rely on their own community right. in order to get anything done because no one else is going to do shit. Yeah. Like the government yeah. wasn't helping anything. <laughs> right. The government was in crisis too. So Right, exactly. That's kind of my weird little running theory with that. <laughs> but okay, so like you were saying as that one band, Boogie Electric. What Boogie Matrix. Thank you. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so as they started to fade, you said you started of sorry seeing a, a jam scene. Well, it was kind of, kind of like. Uh, because I remember the jam scene here from Hookah. And that's yeah. like it. You well, know, that's Hookah the thing was the jam scene here. Like with everything, I feel like everything goes in cycles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was kind of when Boogie started fading off. So did their fan base because they were getting older. You yeah. know what I mean? Just kind of started moving on, right, moving right. away, whatnot. So we had to have this like new, younger crowd come in. And like for years, I mean, it's been hard because it's like so many younger kids now are into the EDM and whatnot. Which like, you know, it's cool. It's yeah, I don't really, no, no, it's no. not my thing. We can't sound like the old cranky man. Right. It's like, oh, dude, right. I'm loud. No, no. But like, I mean, it's, if that's your thing, cool. But Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's been we've had to kind of recruit like a whole new scene almost mm. you know we've got some standbys obviously but yeah. it's almost like you know like like I was saying it's cyclical yeah, like yeah it's totally. just it's almost revamped it just took a couple of years to do it right. now we're getting back to the point where like I'm able to bring in you know I mean the works are back you know yeah. that's a good sign <laughs> start back here start getting yeah, some of the national bands. sort of like they used to play here quite a bit but that they weren't as big at the time right. either but it's just good to have those national bands drawing interest here again yeah you know what i mean because uh, for years i mean it's hard to get anyone out even for like a smaller show yeah like even still you know what i mean like bringing in good regional acts they're hit or miss like yeah. I kind of have to warn people like hey Toledo's really hit or miss you know right, right. like we're going to do our best but well I just remember that like when I was running around here being a fucking asshole um, I just remember it was like every weekend it was like either everybody was going here or everybody was going here yeah. and like everybody else was like fuck yeah. you see that's the cool it's thing like they're, now they're, is the show is here tonight right. like everybody's going to mickey finn's tonight right. and you're like that's, all right let's go to mickey that, but and it would be packed that's be how cool it was and, when boogie was big mm-hmm. like the boogie show was the big show yeah. you know what i mean everyone would be there it, mickey finn's would be wall to wall mm-hmm. i'm fucking miss that place i love mickey Fins. that was like one of my favorite bars and, and venues like in the ever middle of the fucking hood it was the worst location but the best bar <laughs> like was, like we've talked good. about at innovation concerts we would love to take that bar mm. and just set it like in west toledo what's it what's it like, doing now what is it is it just boarded it's out? uh the essentials which is a badass uh like reggae rock surfy band out of toledo it's their jam spot oh it's just like a jam <laughs> it's the, yeah spot? it's mickey finn's son Oh, they're just like practicing. Jason, that's that's all I know going on. Did Brian. Mickey fucking oh Brian? Yeah, that's the only thing I see going on there. It's closed up now, unfortunately. Oh, and so his band just rocks. Yeah, out they there. just jam out in there. I'm jealous of them. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wonder if they still have like the equipment and shit in there. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, no. I don't know. Probably. I not. mean, there was that time, man. Like I ran an open mic out of there 
for like it was a good summer it was a bad uh, summer like yeah. I, I, towards the end i mean i just sort of pissed it away because of my drinking and drugging <laughs> but like i was i actually built a night there nice. i called it open mic open m-i-k-e it was so stupid uh but it was fun and i was selling a lot of drugs out of there right. and eventually they got pissed <laughs> i bet <laughs> and i started a fight with one of their like homies or something so oh, i was like yeah it was stupid whatever right, right. fucking kids um, right but yeah i do miss that venue though yeah that was a really cool place right but yeah back in the day that was like you know like you're saying there would be the show to go to we would right. all go there nowadays it's kind of cool we've actually got typically on any weekend like two three shows to pick from so yeah. everyone's kind of spread out right but in my opinion it's a good thing you yeah, know yeah I mean? you totally. don't get the best turnouts but i love the fact that you know back you know like i was saying at the start of this cycle there wasn't many shows you know you'd go like two three months without a good jam show in toledo yeah, yeah. and that pissed me off i was like man like i'm really craving a show and like yeah. now it's like i try to do two three shows a month mm-hmm. you know at the ot yeah um at least one show a month yeah you know what i mean so it's cool we've always got something not on top of all these you know good bands playing around at the local bars and whatnot seems like a lot of the bars are starting to get more receptive to you know original music which is cool yeah I a couple dig of that. them are <laughs> i dig that though and you know what else also just from the working musician perspective i see a lot of working musicians like making a living in this area just like doing yeah. music yeah and like that's crazy because yeah. like this area absolutely loves their cover bands yeah like not to knock them like, no, yeah, no. make your money i'm do looking thing, for a cover band to join right now so if you know any cover right. bands who need a beat keep right. i will fucking i will sell my soul for rock and roll yes um but I, I mean, like from my perspective, I, that I did a lot of cover work in San Diego, right? And like, I, I have no shame in that game. Oh, yeah, I had, no. I had <laughs> several original projects that I was very satisfied right. with, and like, I made a living off of playing for tourists, and right? Th- right. I, and, and this is how I see it. It's like, yeah, there's something to be said about cover bands and people who want to just play other people's music Man. just to make money and shit. But the way I see it is like I'd rather be playing Brown Eyed Girl than sitting in a fucking cubicle for sure. Most definitely watching time fucking piss down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking prison. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna fucking do it. Right. I'm not like I'll fucking play Brown Eyed Girl until my (laughs) dick falls off. I'm not doing. I'm not fucking going back to a cubicle. No. No, I totally get that. So I mean, like there, there's a, there's this and that and and then like but here's the other thing jazz musicians are revered because they're playing other people's music <laughs> right so right. fuck you like right. uh, just because I don't <laughs> fucking know every scale ever fucking <laughs> written on fucking a manuscript doesn't right. mean, fuck, fuck you jazz musicians which I love jazz musicians and I'm like, which I love jazz I do I love jazz musicians like they're like <laughs> as fucking do I the Jedi fucking the Jedis of the music that's, world that's what I'm saying Go see uh, Ben Maloney play some piano. Have see, you seen him yet? I've never seen him. Do you need to. I don't know anybody. He I rips, feel like bro. such a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> when I'm did, I've been talking to a lot of like musicians around here, and they're yeah. just like, oh, dude, have you fucked up? I'm like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's, well, there's that, it's kind of a good thing because there's so much good music around here. It's yeah. hard to kind of even like, describe what's going on. It's fun. It's fun to like discover something. Uh oh. I think you got someone knocking on your door. Rip, bro. Oh, I don't see anybody at your door, though. No, they're coming home. Oh. Oh, they're coming home. Do they know that you're doing this? Yeah. Okay. 
They're here. <laughs> Hi. Just <laughs> wave to your mom. Parents are here. Uh-oh. It's like, hide the drugs. <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, 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 you're okay, around 2011, 2012, you're starting to see kind of a growth in here. Yeah. And you have, um, now you have a, a pretty healthy fucking scene kind of going on now. Yeah, that was when I was starting to, you know, around like 2014, 2015 mm-hmm. was really when it started picking up. Yeah. That was the thing. It was rough for a few years. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, and like another thing is, is that this is a working class city. Mm-hmm. This is very blue collar. Oh yeah. And so I feel like with blue collar comes sort of. Um, you're talking about cover bands. Celia loves cover bands. Right. Well, when you get off work and you've been working at Jeep all day, right. And your pun- your pension's been cut. And fucking, <laughs> you used to make fucking thirty dollars an hour. Now you make like twelve dollars an hour. Right. You want to go out to a bar, and you want to fucking hear Brown Eyed Girl. Oh, yeah. You want to sing oh, yeah. There's totally a need for cover bands. And it's like, just Toledo's so saturated with them. That's I, and my then, complaint, sort of. I'm not necessarily complaining. But I can see. I see why. I see yes. why there's uh, there's more cover it's bands. It's not a knock on the cover bands. It's mm-hmm. a knock on the musical preferences of the city right <laughs> but so. i mean but you uh, i mean like it's just knowing your audience oh and for like, sure and but for but sure. within I mean, that I there love, are people here that's that the thing wanna, is that most of those guys aren't going to want to come see us get all weird and crazy so <laughs> right? it's you just not end up like, pissing yeah, people off exactly you know exactly what? I, and like no <laughs> nothing against your band and like what what you guys do i invited some friends like old friends like right like friends from high school that i haven't talked to since high school right and they we reconnected when i got here and it's been really right. nice and i love those guys they're right. cool guys but they're very working class like one's right. an electrician one drives for anheuser you yeah. know he delivers beer nice. he's fucking very like you know right, right. and he, they walked in they heard your guys band right. and he got pissed he's like, i'm not fucking doing this i'm not fucking hanging out with a bunch of fucking hippies I'm like, okay, sorry. You, they That's got hilarious. your money. You might as well right. stay and hang out. <laughs> right. And like, and then no, they went to a strip club and <laughs> they tried to hit on the black strippers because apparently there's a new black strip club on the east side and yeah, sounds about they're right. They're black girls. <laughs> so am I. So, I mean, like whatever. But right. I mean, like. Right. I, you know, like, I mean, that's just a representation. And even kids, like, people our age, kids, because we're not kids, but even <laughs> people, like, in our age group, uh, like, even though, like, we, they were, like, wild kids and shit, they still, like, grew up very blue collar. And that's right, just where right. they're at. And that's their mentality. For sure. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, I, there's no. nothing wrong with fucking working your job, working exactly. your ass off, you know, having a nice house and life right. like that. I, I, I respect the show. And For sure. I, I kind of want that, but <laughs> then again, I can't fucking... Just me personally, I can't sit there and push a button no, same. over and over again. Same. I can't be in a commu- cubicle. I can't no. fucking... No. I, I worked at UPS... When I got here, right. I mean, around Christmas time, I started because I just want extra money for Christmas, yeah. and you know, it was just like I was still like depressed that I was here. And, yeah, for sure. And um, and, and I fucking worked there for like two months, and like <laughs> I went to 
my band played my band out of San Diego played um, South by Southwest yeah yeah and like I just came back and I'm like I'm not going back yeah <laughs> like I just had this incredible weekend in Austin it's right like I'm not going fucking back to that right and I mean it, I'm not I'm not generating a whole lot of income right now, but <laughs> luckily my circumstances, uh, I, I can afford that. But, right. Um, anyways, yeah, man. So fucking, so what, what, what's your like trajectory? What, where do you see, like, where do you want Funk Factory to go? Like, where, where do you see the band growing into? What? Do you, uh, as far as the band goes, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say, you know. Nowadays, there's so many ways you could go with it. I mean, we're all just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. You know, just kind of seeing where it'll go. I don't right. think we necessarily have, like, plans, like, long-term plans per se. Mm. But I know right now we're working towards, you know, we really want to get an album or at least an EP recorded. Yeah. Um, definitely have enough songs to do, like, a full-length album or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we need to get in and get recording, and we're really hoping that next year we can start playing some you know some more you know opening for more national headliners and playing some of the more you know the bigger festivals yeah um so but that's the like more immediate goal I your guess, immediate goal then would is be getting the studio. recording and what have you have you like sussed out any studios or you know we've been kind of checking some out around town but mm-hmm. haven't really decided yet if we're going to do it ourselves or if mm-hmm. we're going to go to a studio yeah because um, i mean between all of us i'm sure we could throw together an album i just don't know if that's the route we want to take and like you guys are very loose and when you're saying that you guys yeah. are sort of like tightening that up a little yeah. more yeah. getting yeah. a little more structure mm-hmm. rather than just sort of starting one place and ending another right right um how do you see that affecting your recording process and in, in a well, positive or negative way like how do you see that what it does out? is it changes how we record instead of like tracking everything out it'd be live alive so you do live and then overdub vocals and mm-hmm. you know add in little yeah you know background and whatnot bells but and whistles as close to a live recording as possible mm-hmm. really you know what i mean yeah you're gonna have to throw some like fixes in and mm-hmm. whatnot but yeah that's that's more my vision for our recording would be more of us all just you know standing in a circle facing each other yeah throwing down i've always liked that approach. yeah it's, it's how my wife's doing our album yeah which which um so like i'll write a lot of the music and right. then i'll and then i just it's like we write it we structure it together and yeah. then it's sort of like bye you know? <laughs> right and she just flew out to san diego and her band is out there and they just did this thing and that's how they recorded nice uh was just live in a room yeah um but the cool thing about the studio that we're recording at is that it's all analog tape yeah. everything so they're running awesome. through fucking old preamps old right. guitar amps going on the task cam reel to reel and shit so right so it, it creates this um yeah like this very you know old school vibe yeah. well that's and, what and we kind of you know we've had other people say to us and we're all really about like the 70s yeah you know what i yeah. mean where it was very loose style you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that's what we're trying to kind of encompass as far as I would our, love like, to feel hear a recording of you guys like doing like a fucking live thing on like fucking tape or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that would be cool. I think that would be awesome. I mean, it, it, like I don't. Luckily, where we're set up is like fucking like so cheap for what we get. Like yeah. it's so cheap for what we get to do, and um, so I, I don't. 
I don't even know how much that shit really costs. I'm <laughs> right, sure that right. shit's expensive, but yeah. like, I mean, yeah. luckily, like, we just, uh, you know, it's a friend of ours, kind of, Tim Felton, and if you would love this band. They're yeah. called the Surefire Soul Ensemble. Nice. Fucking, I'll send you a link. For they sure. They are the shit. Nice. Like, and I'm not saying, like, like they are fucking a legitimately fucking titties ass band <laughs> right. that I'm a huge fan of. Right. And actually, I got to because ha- they're signed to a label called Coal Mine Records, who is down in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Terry Cole. Um, he, uh, they have just all these other bands. Like they had uh, the Polyphonics for a little bit. They released a Monophonics album. Hmm. These are bands. These are all funk bands. Um, Duran Jones and the Somethings. Um, the, he re-releases old, like obscure seventies funk band. Nice. Funk. I mean, like he, he has a record store, and that record store. He's like, the label doesn't make money. Right. The label. Right. The label. He's like, but that's where we. That's what we covet is the yeah. label. The record store funds the record yeah, company yeah. and he's like and we just get by and but right. i mean they're getting more and more traction and they have like a really good uh relationship with fucking uh with that tone records nice um and like different band different labels that kind of are similar to what yeah, they're doing and, it sure. all st- and for him it all starts with that tone you know because right. they're the ones with sharon jones right and right all those old school uh, throwback bands, but right. um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, just that recording style is oh, yeah. it's fucking cool, right? Um, so, so then I got a couple questions I usually ask most musicians. Um, is like, what is a weakness in your playing? Um, in your guitar player. So, what is a weakness that you've overcome or that you're currently overcoming with your playing? And I always give the example. For me, piano, my left hand is dog shit. So yeah. I'm, oh, I've I heard you say constantly that. Constantly have to run <laughs> right. fucking drills, and right. I still suck. Right. Um, but uh, so that's my example of like a weakness of, that right. I'm trying to overcome. Currently. Right. So, I mean, I'd say for me, with being a lead guitarist, it's always phrasing. Mm-hmm. It's always, especially being in a like jam band, I'm soloing a lot, but I don't want it to be either too repetitive. And I don't want, like, my solo one show to the next to sound the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm constantly having to find new phrases and little, you know, pockets that sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started, uh, you know, I would throw out just these terrible phrases. <laughs> and, like, listening back, I'm like, what was I hearing then? Yeah. But then now it's, like, coming a lot more natural where instead of thinking about what note I'm going to or whatnot, it's more just fluid and I'm mm-hmm. just my fingers are making the moves mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's more of feeling than like thinking and playing yeah, becoming but, one with yeah i'd say that and uh my singing has really been like improving mm-hmm. i never really saw myself as a singer yeah you know but then the first band i joined no one sang so i was like someone needs to sing. Someone's gotta like, do we're, it, not, God, we're not good enough musically to be just uh you know uh instrumental trio mm-hmm. you know that's tough yeah um so i figured someone's got to sing i should so i've been uh i feel like i've been getting better with it i still can't sing for shit but i've been getting better <laughs> i've been getting better luckily i have a lot of bandmates that have very good voices mm-hmm. so between all of us we cover a wide range of styles and been getting better with harmonies and whatnot yeah so that's been a really fun so yeah. those are probably my two biggest things i'd say right on 
Um, what was a seminal album for you that like sort of blew your mind, changed your life, like the way you looked at music forever and ever? Oh, I know it's a hard question. It's a very, very it's hard It's by design. Um, <laughs> it's okay if it's more than one, but I usually try to like narrow it down and put people on the spot because that's fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say probably like, I want to say like Dark Side of the Moon. Because they got me into the more like psychedelic, deep, mm-hmm. you know, groovy kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I could also go with like Jimi Hendrix Band of Gypsies. Yeah. Oh my which god. Which is a like fierce, free guitar. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I'll go with those two. Those are like. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Those are great. Two of the biggest influences on my sound, I'd say for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I have influences all over the board. Mm. Like, I yeah. Mean, it's course. it's crazy. Like I was saying, some of the covers we do. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah, and like, because uh, we sort of met through the reggae project yeah. that we were doing, yep. and like, you came like really well versed in like where <laughs> I come from, yeah. California. You like have a really good, um, you had a, you just knew a lot about like the Cal Roots movement and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. So, like, so like, I already knew like from that moment, it was like, oh, this dude fucking dives deep. <laughs> right. <laughs> you fucking like, like, keep digging. Yeah, actually, shit. like when I first started getting serious with guitar i was teaching myself and one of my biggest things that helped me get farther was learning bar chords Hmm. by playing sublime and slightly stupid and that kind of stuff and uh now i i barely play open chords when i play yeah i don't like playing open chords i don't think they sound very good (laughs) unless it's on certain songs you know what i mean no totally i I prefer being able to really like especially on electric guitar yeah it yeah, on acoustic. Yeah, well, you, you almost it, have to do. All yeah, that right. Chords. Like so, <laughs> when it's me and my wife doing like an acoustic duo, yeah. like I don't rely heavily on it, but like right. I will do oh, a yeah. fucking E major, fucking open chord E <laughs> right. major. I will do right. that, and it's only because it's a fuller sound. Yeah, for than, sure. Like playing like an F right. minor seven. Well, and especially with me having keyboards and now a very mm. well versed bassist, like there's a lot of. You know, territory already being covered, so I can kind of tone back and be a little bit more specific with what I play. Right. I don't have to play those big full chords. That's right. But yeah, reggae was definitely one of my biggest influences, early influences with learning guitar. Because it was it was pretty easy to learn like the chuck, and I felt Mm. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is funny because a lot of people can't feel reggae. That's the hardest thing. And yeah, they're like, I can't get. In it's, there, yeah, where is it? <laughs> right, and like it comes supernatural to me, especially yeah. now it's like fluid. Mm. Like I can kick in a reggae groove at any time. Yeah, I can go right <laughs> into it. I still fuck shit up. Right. There's songs that well, I, we all do. I, I, there's songs I start with the band, I, the reggae band I play with. Yeah. Um, there's songs that I start and I still fuck it up where I'm coming in on the one, like instead of like it's the end yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, um, we do that sometimes with with an improv jam. You know, we'll go from, like, funk into some reggae. Like, every once in a while, it takes us a minute to link up on it because you are playing on the one because it's, like, the funk's on the one. Right, right. So going from on the one to on the off beats, like, that weird switch. But that's part of why I love our style. We do weird shit like that. Right. You know? But, you oh, I was going to ask you about Stonehouse. Like, how long has those guys been around? Stonehouse has been around a long time. Like, they used to open for Boogie and Mickey Finn's back when I first started Mm. going to shows. Yeah. These guys are great. They're, like us, it's like an ever-evolving band. They have their, like, core members. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Like, no, yeah, they're, they're lot, great. I've heard a lot of good things about them, and uh, you know, I I gotta check out some. They're the, actually doing a uh, Grateful Dead show in June. Oh, I'm is really that the looking thing? forward to. Is, are, have you been posting about that? Or no, is that a we we're opening for Dead Ahead Ohio. Oh, that's they're a really good Dead cover band from uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We're playing with them on Saturday, and that's our offshoot from the Funk Factory. We have a Fish cover band called Funk. Oh, P H U N K. So it's basically us without our other guitarist and lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just us four. Um, yeah. And it's basically just really improv heavy fish covers. Yeah. Not trying to sound like fish. Right. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. stay somewhat true during the song portion. Right. But when we get to the jamming, I'm not trying to sound like Trey. Right. You know, it, I'm a hater on that kind of stuff. Like Me that's too. why I hate a lot of dead cover bands. You're not Jerry Garcia. You're <laughs> never going to be Jerry. There is nobody that touches that. But if you can stay true to his style and do your own thing, your money, which. Like, Which is playing more of an homage to him than trying exactly, to be him. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I really like this modern wave right now. Um, I'm actually wearing a Joe Russo's Almost Dead shirt. <laughs> that's who I saw back in February. And they take the Dead's music and play it faithfully, but then just add this whole extra dose of energy that it's never had before. Oh, wow. And they do this, like, they're really high-flying and jazzy, almost fishy when it comes to the jamming. Yeah. And uh, it's incredible. But, like, they stay true to the sound, but do their own thing with yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, even, like, Dead and Company right now, like, John Mayer's been killing it. Yeah. You know, did, he's... Did you like, did you like that? Have you, did you see any shows? I'm not it? a big fan of Dead and Co., mm-hmm. but I really appreciate what John Mayer does with them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I'll say it. I don't like Bob Weir anymore. Aw, come on, Bobby! Hey, 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 he's getting older, but... That's no excuse for having the worst tone I've ever heard live. Fuck yeah, man! That's what Seriously, I was going to say. Seriously, his Fender Strat it sounds like is the worst-sounding <laughs> guitar I've ever heard of a band at that level. It sounds and like, so bad. I it's, mean, his voice makes up for it because his voice is just heartwarming and incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he's still... I love that he's still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I haven't been able to go out of my way and spend, you know... Yeah. that much money to go see that no. i would rather honestly go see joe russo's almost dead <laughs> any day of the week do the dead <laughs> then go see the dead yeah no yeah. and it's not like it's the dead anyway no but it's, but it is still incredible that they're building on it and yeah. i mean it's it's the unsung heroes in that band though like O'Teal on bass mm-hmm. you know he was in the allman brothers for years he never really did the dead thing yeah so he's been like thrown into this oh wow. and responded so well and, and that's Den coming? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Phil wasn't playing. Yeah, no, Phil does his own thing. Phil doesn't want to tour anymore. Oh. So what he'll do is he has his restaurant out in California, mm-hmm. uh, Terrapin Crossroads. Oh, he plays there most of the time, and then he'll do like four or five night runs yeah. randomly in like New York. Right. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. it, though, or like random shows here and there but he doesn't tour anymore just because he's getting older wants to be with his family and whatnot yeah. so what's the kid's name whose liver he has cody or cody yeah. is it cody yeah, yeah. Do yeah. for cody yeah he still does the donor rap every single show <laughs> which is great which yeah fuck yeah i man. mean i was lucky enough to see phil and bobby together when they were in further Mm, nice. But I almost fell asleep on the lawn during that show what, too. I, so <laughs> I, I fell asleep on a New Year's show for um, when they started doing The Dead. Yeah, The yeah, Dead. Yeah, yep. And it was like the last couple shows that Sharon Osbourne was singing on. Right. Right. I think. 
Or maybe she did come back for that. Because I did, I did the first leg of a summer tour of the West Coast. Nice. And then I got back into town, and the girl I was dating at the time, me and her kind of for a while, and it <laughs> didn't work out. Right. Um, and so we never went, we never finished the other leg, the right. East Coast side. Um, but it started all on the New Year's show, and like on the third day of New Year's, yeah. I'm like up in the rafters, oh, God. just like passed out. I missed the thing. <laughs> and like the girl that I went out there with was like ran off with some other guy. So I was just like bombed. Yeah, I ended for up sure. Going to LA and staying down there and yeah. freaking out for a couple months. But right. it was, it was uh, a. It was funny. It's a. I really enjoy those shows, but yeah. when when I see Dead and Company now and John Mayer, and, and you were absolutely right, I was gonna bring that fucking thing up. His <laughs> fucking guitar sounds like he's playing like a plastic toy or something. Yeah. Like it's just so harsh. Like yeah. it's like. Well, and that's the thing is he'll put down his Fender Strat and he'll pick up his like uh, semi hollow body, mm-hmm. and it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. And then he'll put that Fender Strat back on, mm-hmm. and like I've told people. <laughs> It sounds like taking a couple metal pipes and clanking them together. <laughs> tink, 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 it does. Tink, tink, it's like very tinny. And it's like he already has a weird sporadic rhythm style. Mm-hmm. So when you're like putting that horrible of a tone on that, it, it like draws attention to it yeah. instead of it being a layer. Mm-hmm. And like it's yeah, just yeah, it's, it's, stands, it's raw. It sticks out like yeah, too like they hard. just did a uh, Phil and Bobby did a, a duo tour. Oh, cool. Uh, like a couple months ago, and like. It was very, very up and down. <laughs> but you, it was you like, caught a show? I didn't catch show, you but they stream it all. Right, right. And, you know, I listened to all the recordings, yeah, basically. Yeah. They're at, like I was saying, that Nugs app, that's all on there. And Is that free or do you pay a monthly? I pay like seven bucks a month. Cool. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's but, exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah, but that was cool to hear, like, Bobby's and filled together they had never done a duo like that but it was cool to hear bobby without the like textures of the mm-hmm. band you really see how well the textures play into his playing mm-hmm. because there's points where it's like you can tell phil's lost you know what i mean like he's like what the hell is bobby doing over there but then there's other points like trey from fish actually sat in with them for a whole set yeah and there was oh, a couple them, this yeah this with this, particular dude. yeah because trey did he a, did the whole sets run. with the grateful dead yeah, yeah yeah which that was awesome but i've I, seen that's talking I, about all, john mayer and trey. i do not like john mayer with dead and coming by the way it, it bothers me so i, I it's I love weird john mayer, but. it's weird who he is but musically i think it works really well yeah you know what i mean i still can't get over the fact that it's john mayer up there yeah. but like <laughs> i love john mayer as an artist i, I just think, think he, as dead and company i think it's just awful <laughs> like i just don't like it i'm not a huge fan but i'm definitely uh i think they've been getting better and john's been putting in the work hmm. the, yeah you know i, I, I think, saw a couple shows online where yeah. was when he was first coming well out, when so he maybe, first came in it was rough it was definitely or, rough now the last tour or two has been phenomenal and cool. i never thought i would say that when they started you know what i mean <laughs> i was a total john mayer hater but that's one of the things that sucks is like you know trey played the like grateful dead 50 mm-hmm. you know and then they did this right after it yeah and now everyone's like oh john mayer should have played the grateful dead 50 but mm. it's like John Mayer's had years now to learn the music and groom to it and yeah. get better and play with the same guys. Right. Trey had to call up Joe Russo's almost dead to practice because oh, wow. Bobby, Phil, and those guys weren't available. Wow. They only had like so a... They don't really they, practice. They had they like a up. week of rehearsal mm. or like a couple days of rehearsal. Really Trey had to learn, I want to say 200 some dead songs. Yeah. 
pretty much on his own. He got together with Phil and Bobby at a few points, but right. he talked about having to call up like Joe and wow. the guys to like go over some of the stuff because right. like, and then you get to the shows and you can tell they didn't play some of those songs because they played them like half speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, like horribly slow. And that's that's what, one of the things I don't like about Bobby. He really changes the rhythm on the Jerry songs, mm-hmm. especially. And it like takes all the feeling out. But uh, I just feel bad for Trey. Like I feel like he was put into <laughs> like the biggest shows ever in the jam band world. Yeah. And he wasn't properly prepared and it's not his fault yeah you know what i mean like that sucks but like i do think he stepped up and did a fantastic job yeah i thought so i mean there was two or three points where bobby had to tell him to calm down so (laughs) bring it down baby bring it down (laughs) um oh because um do you remember when they had the dude from dark star fucking the jerry guy from dark Star? yeah john k yeah that was with further that was, was that, that was called further yeah oh, okay yeah. That which was... that that guy's good but come on like he's just trying to be straight th- up jerry but and that's, it's like, that's what i thought too i thought it was kind of um i thought it was kind of like rude it was kind of like it was boring like, to me it was boring like just... he, he was really good and those points where it was cool but it just felt like it was trying to play jerry instead of trying to play the dead you right. know what i mean trying like, to like just, just right continue which is weird because moment. john k's solo stuff is killer oh wow. like he's he's awesome does, when he sings and stuff that he don't sing like that normally does he yeah he does he that he sings it's, he sounds like jerry just somewhat yeah, yeah 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 it's i mean it's pretty natural for him then dark star do you know where they're from i don't oh i don't because they have a lot of festivals around here. Yeah, I mean, yeah they do. There are festivals coming up this weekend, actually. Oh. Uh, the but, Jubilee. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. used to see them quite a bit a few years ago. but Well, and so when they anymore. were like one of the only ones, too. And now you have... Like, as far as bands that try to stay true to the dead, they're yeah. my favorite of the dead cover yeah, bands. Yeah, they're good, man. I, I've seen them I've seen times. them do a couple really, really good shows. Yeah. I saw them do a whole set of uh, Jerry Garcia Band oh, at wow. the second workout. Oh, the oh, second really? or third workout, yeah. It was really awesome. How do really you, awesome. You being in booking, I don't know if you even know, but how <laughs> does like a band like The Works, who is not a national band, yeah. but like they're, how do they, I mean, I guess it's money? Is it they have a money? great team. Okay. Like the how management. Do, how do they pull in like, because this the year thing. is like Lettuce, right? There's, lettuce is playing. They, well, The Workout's been building. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like... That seemed like a reach that year. You know what I mean? Mm. They had that. They had a couple of the guys from String Cheese Incident coming mm. up. They did the... You ever see Everyone Orchestra? Mm-mm. It's this guy, uh, Matt Butler. He's a, He like, conducts a band of just random musicians thrown together. Oh. And he'll just throw up, you know, like funk jam. Mm-hmm. And they'll just start up a jam. Oh, wow. And then he'll like be like, all right, now fade off. You know, and they'll hold up like a whiteboard and show everyone, and so you'll be like live playing and then slow down. So like that was really cool oh, seeing like some of the guys from like the Works and String Cheese Incident and the Jerry, you know, the DSO Jerry yeah. Garcia set. Donna Jean oh, from the yeah. Grateful Dead yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually sang in that set. Wow, um, it was really cool. But uh, back then we thought they were like overshooting because they weren't that big at the time yeah but honestly i think that was a genius move now because it kind of propelled not just them but their f- festival because yeah. their festival has just gradually gotten better and better yeah, yeah and yeah i mean it's really it's a lot of it is uh you know their early management you know i think they were with the alchemy house 
Productions, which they're phenomenal. Oh. You know, they really had a good team behind them. Okay. I think that's the key to any band. You yeah. got to have your, you know, your your family fan base mm-hmm. and your team behind you. Right. And they had a great team. You know, a great. Obviously, musically, they're great. So, all they needed was the team to push them there. That's which they had the dream team. <laughs> the dream team. <laughs> they really. It was a, over a couple short years. They blew up quite a bit. It was impressive. That's cool. It was great to see a you know local Ohio band blow up like that. Yeah, man. Love that. Yeah, I totally. I'm, I'm into it. Um, well, fucking. So, what's what's some upcoming gigs you got going on? So this Saturday, like I was saying, we got uh, Funk. Oh, We're this will be probably doing... be released well after that. Well, not well, but after that. What so, do you got in like a month? <laughs> June seventh. Okay. Would be the next funk factory show okay june 7th at civic music hall we've we're opening for marvin and groovement okay um that's gonna be a killer show like i was saying national headliner yeah and then uh that saturday that's a thursday that saturday june 9th we're playing at the ottawa tavern we're doing a disney theme show i saw that where it's 15 bands playing one song each wow so what we do is backline Mm -hmm. amps drums pretty much everything have quick changeovers right um we did a similar concept show a few months ago with hall and oats oh wow and uh the funk factory did uh private eyes for that one private which was a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> oh, hall um, amazing. it was fun to learn something different and something i didn't really consider us covering you right, know what right. i mean but i was like this seems awesome let's do it yeah so yeah, yeah. for uh, was that was this is this a brainchild of jason ram or is this no this is a funk factory oh so the band thought of this idea so well the concept came from innovation concerts i work with the guy named zach jacobs okay and that was one of his ideas was these like big themed shows right and uh with hall and oats going so well this was the next one he wanted to do was the disney, disney. theme. My so as soon as he announced it perked up like what yeah as soon as he announced it i was on the message with mm. him like yo we're in so <laughs> like, what are some of the bands that are gonna be involved so um you know, i haven't really taken a good look at it oh. but it's a really random list of toledo bands like no there's no limit as far as genre or whatnot mm-hmm. you know you, you don't have to play the song to a T, right, you can do right. what you want. So, like Hall and Oates, there's a couple like punk rock covers of Hall and Oates, you know, right. or like a metal cover. Like it was Sarah Smile, I think, was almost like metal. <laughs> like it was hilarious. It was great. You know what I mean? It was no, cool totally. to hear all these different takes on it. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean, there's it's gonna definitely be a good lineup. I know Whis- Whisper Disco's on it. That's Zach's band. Those guys are killer. Okay. Um, it's going to be a lot of good bands. I know that for sure. He always puts together a good lineup. But mm. uh, we'll be doing Under the Sea. Under the Sea. From the Little Mermaid. Have you guys started working on it yet? We've definitely, yeah. We've been working on it. Uh, we've played it a few times. We're kind of changing it up a little bit, yeah. obviously, because it's kind of, you know, like all Disney was kind of orchestral. Right, totally. You know, so it's you kind of have to work that towards a real, you know, a regular band. Mm. So that song has a really, it's, it's faster than you think and it builds and builds and builds and it's like by the time the bridge hits it's like way too fast for anyone to sing so we're going to be switching it up a little bit kind of doing our own thing in the middle section cool and then uh we actually have a steel drummer sitting in 
Nice. Who's so that? that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I literally put out a Facebook post, and someone was like, and "Oh, just it. found a random guy um, who I have mutual friends with, and I'll say he's phenomenal." So Dang. we haven't practiced with him yet, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to be, you know, soon here before the show a couple times, right get it all dialed in. But that's gonna be a lot of fun with having that extra element of the steel drums. Yeah. We have a guest vocalist singing it. Cool. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Sounds good. And then. Uh, yeah, I mean, all June we're kind of we're all over the place playing like Food for Folks Festival in Bellevue on the twenty third. Okay. Um, what is it? The 29th or the thirtieth? We're playing at the Festival of Fire oh. in uh, Bell Fountain at the Shawnee Caverns. Oh, cool! And that is a pretty big reggae rock festival. Uh, Ayaterra is actually headlining. Yeah, I saw. So it. when this we got stuff. asked to do that one, I was like, "That's my like star for the summer." Yeah, like yes. Festival of Fire is not to be missed. I like, love playing festivals. <laughs> yeah, me you too. Just and get that's why I, like I'm fucking like kings. I'm so excited that we were asked to play, you know, that one and a few others this year. Mm. That I feel like you know we're finally getting our footing and with yeah. spreading into the rest of ohio been trying to get it down and like you know work towards traveling out mm-hmm. more you know but i didn't want to travel out without you know a nice full good sound and like i feel like yeah we're finally a strong foundation yep, and yep then we're finally finally starting to sound like i've always pictured my band to sound i think that's a great way to end great it. for uh, sure that's beautiful for sure jason ram thank you very much thank man. you Oh, yeah, let's shake hands. We'll do that. (laughs) All right. Ramrod, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jason, for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Go to the website, wespeakenglishgood.net, which is basically a host for the SoundCloud. Uh, Go leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe comment on soundcloud wherever you get your podcast just you know interact you can follow me on instagram at we speak english good or you can follow me on facebook at mike ep i don't know or uh, we speak english good but i barely use that facebook podcast page only to just promote this show which i just end up sharing on my personal page anyways um and that's it uh i hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh check out the dates for for uh jason's band the funk factory they got a lot of cool shows coming up and then of course i gotta give it over to uh bishop because he has a lot to say so uh bishop uh, what do you have to say to the fine people out there uh goo goo gaga ccr go away uh-huh thank you bishop all right folks uh hj's for everybody be good to feel human beings and uh, we'll see you next time